Welcome to Grog Talk, episode 12. Dan, 12 episodes of this shenanigans. Yeah. This is crazy. They said it wouldn't last this long. <laughs> uh, I think we said it wouldn't last this well, long. Well, that's who they is. Oh, we, don't know, we don't know anyone else. The, well, that's not true. We have Bob here. The Imperial We. Yes. yes. So we saw met Bob at 7 Eleven this morning. I was stopping to get my coffee. <laughs> and you just dragged me. All of a sudden, I'm here. Yeah. We needed someone. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm James. I'm Dan. And, and this I'm is Bob. Bob. Bob, so tell us about yourself and uh, you know how long you've been in the hobby of uh, D and D, and uh, what are you doing now with in D and D? What's the what's the thing? Uh, long time gamer, first time podcast. Wow, oh, wonderful. Uh, there we go. Uh, no, I've I've been playing for a really long time. I got introduced to it by a friend of mine in uh, sixth grade, something like that, which is only a few years ago. Which is, of course, yeah, only like twelve years. No. Um, uh, and went, and his brother was playing, I'm really going to date myself now, it was White Box. Oh, yeah. With the, the men and magic and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, loved it. Um, instant um, addiction, stuff like that. We played that for a little while. Um, we did. We switched over to Tunnels and Trolls, and then RuneQuest and stuff like that. And uh, IDM'd for a while, uh, basic and then advanced. And then as all good homies, you kind of drop off in college and stuff, and uh, just got back into it a few years ago and um, was walking around a store and saw a little advertisement that said, if you want to play classic D&D, um, go to this website. And that's how I found you guys. That's, All right. that's how we, we ended up here. That's right. So Bob has been a part of the uh, Grognards Guild, which Dan started. And that's this. Uh, that's what this episode is about. So we've done a number of things related to what is Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 1st Edition, how to play it, what are the features of it, and now we're going to get into um, transitioning. If you have been, haven't played or wanting to play, uh, but you don't know anyone who wants to play, how do you go from getting the books or reading it into playing? And um, so this is, a, this is an opportunity because all three of us have the same thing. Sorry about that. No worries. The New Yorker and the hand thing is mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, Hold on. I'm down here for that right. very reason. That's right. So We don't want to, you know. Well, I can't help it, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen because I have to do open air quotes too. So. Oh, okay. Uh, we all have the same similar experience of we played up to a certain point, high school, college, and then we went into this long period of not playing and then only recently because of life circumstances or whatever that we're able to play. And I think a lot of people, in, and, and a lot of the people that have come to our group have a very similar uh, experience. Right. And, um, you know, they, there are players out there, there are people who want to play, but how do you get them together? So, in this uh, Word of Recall segment, we are now going to talk about how we create, uh, how do you create a group, and how do you keep it going, what works when you're not dealing with your best friends or, or people that you know intimately and, and what doesn't work. So Dan, um, because we talked last time or a previous session about, you know, how you, how you've been, had a hiatus, how did you start? What was the things you have seen that, uh, that you thought you were going to do? And then, uh, as you've run it, has it changed? Sure. So I'd say about coming up on two years ago, I think the Grognards Guild was, yeah. was it's right. May, we've got on two years ago, probably about two and a half years ago, 
I, I was I was in my house with my my good friend Edward, and for whatever reason, first edition AD and D came up, and I asked, you know, wow, I wonder if anyone plays first edition AD and D anymore. It'd be kind of fun to play again. And uh, we looked up, uh, and also the the topic of conventions came up, and like, yeah, it'd be pretty cool to go to a convention, and. and Edward quickly, you know, sometimes I forget about the internet, you know, uh, Edward is quickly out on the internet, you know, I'm just talking about, and Ed is, is typing on the internet, and he finds GaryCon, uh, the convention, and so uh, we saw that there's actually first edition being played at GaryCon, and we went, we had a good time, uh, but I remember thinking to myself that the only way to play first edition AD&D again is going to be good to go to Wisconsin once a year. And I think, I think unfortunately for a lot of people, that's the truth, right? They get to play first edition AD&D once a year. So came back and said, well, you know, let's, let, I, you know, let's try to play D&D. We, we were this close, and I know we're, we're, for people listening out there, we were very close. That's right. <laughs> to, we were very close to joining a fifth edition group. Oh, because, wow. well, and I started with well, we assumed that that was all that was available. Um, we didn't think it was playing first edition. And so uh, we were very close to starting joining fifth edition group. We, we decided not to do it. And so then we started thinking about, well, can we form a first edition group? And my goal truly was just to have enough players to have a group. It wasn't to have a Grognard's Guild and a lot of players. It was just to have a group. So all we knew was what we had done in the 80s, how you would form, you know, we, we exactly. were, right? We're, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and you're the only person that actually responded to, to those efforts. Yeah, really? Those, you know, we, we knew, you know, we, we were paper and pencil kind of people. We, we remember the 80s, yeah. you're right? Yeah. And, you know, what you would do back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, they didn't call these. I didn't know all these acronyms you have now. What your locally friendly, friendly comic book store and all this stuff. You know, we just do as a gaming shop. And then back in the day, you'd go to a gaming shop and you'd post a flyer on some board uh, with your phone number. And that's what we did. That actually we gave the website. And um, I think it became pretty clear that no one was ever the odds that anyone. Who played first edition AD and D, which number one is a very small amount of people, was going to wander by a flyer. Other than Bob, yeah, I was going to say me. There is one. Me, yeah, me. But it was really low. We had that flyer up there. I don't think anyone responded. So I realized, wait a second, there's this thing called the internet. And so I started doing research on how to form a D and D group. And I saw something called Meetup.com was being recommended. And I think there's also things like Ren. I don't know. There's a lot of these group finders. I've posted on a lot of stuff, which wasn't very useful. But the one that I finally decided to do was meetup.com. Right. And there, I had balked at meetup just because there was an expense involved. And this was still at the time where I felt like I had to justify to my significant other why I was spending money on, on things like this. And but I finally happiness. Well, see, she, no, and she is that way. She's very nice. She's nice. I don't know why I was concerned about it because she's been amazingly supportive. Uh, and so um, I went to meetup.com, which for those of you who are not aware, is a website where people will start a, you know, a group. You can say you want to start a cycling group. So, okay, 
Orlando Cycling Group meet up and you schedule events and people RSVP and they come. And it's just a way to generate interest in activities and have like-minded people come together. So I did a first edition AD&D group and I was pretty aggressive about, I went to other meetup groups that had gamers and I looked for people who looked like, nothing personal, but looked like... <laughs> Oh, I don't like that look. Okay. Looked like us. Right. Okay. Like maybe we had played games in the eight. Maybe right. maybe, maybe we were alive in the eighties. So you made and some assumptions. Yes. I made some assumptions. Wow. So that when you got you that, you assumed some things about you, us. Yes, I assumed some mm-hmm. things about. I was stereotyping, which is wrong. But I so I sent out a lot of email, a lot of meetup communications to people in local gaming groups. I thought looks like they might be interested in first edition. Or had indicated that they started. You know, a lot of people had little bios on. They started gaming in the eighties. And amazingly to me, the very first game that we had, we, we set it for about a month out. We ended up with, I think, 10 players, two DMs, me wow. and Edward, 10 players. It was, we ran keep on, we started keep on the Borderlands. Oh, wow. And yeah, and, and there's only, I don't know if there's anyone, yes, there is from that group right at the beginning. Well, no, there's no one left actively playing anymore from that. So there's been a lot of turnover, unfortunately. But so that, so that's, that's how we started it. And, and we got, we got a great reception and, um, we've been going ever since. So just to recap, you thought about it, you kind of looked things on the internet, but you started, so how did you pick the first store? What had, cause, cause I think there's a story about you actually did some surveying of stores. Did that happen at that point or you just picked the nearest store to you? No, we did surveying. So what happened was, so, you know, and I hear a lot of people online, they say they don't have any players in their area. They're looking for a group. They don't have anyone there. And I think sometimes, I really think you just have to take the initiative. So there's a lot of Facebook sites like RPG Connection. You can say, hey, I'm in Florida. Anyone out there? I haven't seen people be tremendous. I could be wrong, but I haven't seen people being tremendously successful with that. I think you just have to sort of go with it and have the initiative. What Edward and I decided was... You know, if we're going to do this meetup thing, we're just, we need to just go forward. We can't just sit and wait. Um, so what we did is we, we immediately, we had no players, but we set up a game. So we set up a game a month out saying, keep on the borderlands. Here's the game. Um, and if no one showed up, then no one showed up. But we're going to set the game. And then what we did was you had to find a place to play. Because I think the way things have changed now is back when we played. I assume we all played in somebody's house. Somebody's house. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, after school. and During school. During, during school, right? In the library during lunch. Sorry, Mom. Yeah. Probably right. And... So we knew we knew we needed a place to play, and, I, and I understandably, with something like Meetup, if you're going to have people show up who you don't know, yeah, you probably you know it's understandable. I think you wouldn't want to set up your house. Um, and we learned that a lot of gaming now goes on in these comic book stores and these gaming stores. And so what we did was we went to several different local ones looking for what we felt was the best store, basically looking for which one has, you know, the most tables, seems the most accommodating, and we finally decided, I mean, it was pretty clear, we went to one which is terrible, um, and I'm not going to mention the store, huh? I'm not going to mention the store, but it was terrible because it was a, it was like a lunchroom, there was a billion tables, and they were all filled up with people, you know, kids playing all these new games, and, and, and there was just very little room, it was very hard to hear. Uh, and the one, and then we went to another one, and it was 
you know, there was a lot of stuff around the tables, and you're kind of cramped. And then the last one we went, it sounded like Goldilocks. And then the last uh-huh. one was just was right. just right, uh, which was it was in wide open. You know, it, it was open. It's kind of like looking for a good place to go skiing. Wide open runs. You know, there weren't a lot of people, people around. It, you know, there's big open tables. It wasn't that noisy, uh, and that's what we decided on. And uh, yeah, we just set the game. And but you know, it is it is work. Because you're going to have turnover. You're going to have no-shows. You can't get upset about no-shows. You're going to have people just disappear. You will have people play for three months, and then they just they never show up again, and they don't respond, and they're just gone. Um, and you just that's just the way things are. But it, it's a lot of work to keep it going. Okay, so... Um, you first started looking for a place, and then you put the ad on. That's so. Is that the ad that you saw, Bob? I think so. I, I know which one you saw. I went. I went. I was at a, a store. I had started five five e. Sorry. Oh, and uh, we have a therapy group. I know. I did. Yeah. I have to. Join. We have five e. It's over there. It's, it's yeah. part of the. It's part of the collection. It's part of the, part the family. It's part of the um, family. It's okay. This is not and my house. Was not having. A, didn't have a great time, and was looking around. Not. I think more because of the my brain um, going back and forth between the rule sets um, and the DM, of course. So I was walking around the store and somebody said, well, you know, there's another store and I should go look at that. So I went and looked at that and I went over and there was the little piece of paper hanging off the rack. So I quickly took out my phone because I knew I would never remember it. And I took a picture of it and thought, wow, original D, I could do that, you know, and... You know, that's I guess that's the flyer I saw that that, that got me there, and then um, you know showed up and and again the biggest thing I realized you know I got all the books for for again for five um, e and got everything together and had all these ideas to DM and realized I have nobody to play with mm. I, I I have all this stuff to do and there's nobody nobody you know. So that was the thing is that, you know, you want to play and there's nobody to play with. And that was the thing. So that that was great that I actually accidentally happened to f- literally almost trip over it. And, and it was like, oh, wow, you know, AD&D, I can do that. So, right. so yeah, yeah, it's not original. So right. and again, for, for, for me growing up, this was the original base. <clears throat> I had a rough understanding that basic, but I didn't really understand until years later that there was an original Dungeons and Dragons. But so, um, and we should definitely shout out Campus Cards and Games 2 in Winter Park is where we play, and I'll, I'll put them in the link. So if you're there, because I think one of the things you want to do is support your local story. And oh, even definitely. though in spite of the internet, um, and there's a lot of features, and actually Bob and I were talking, and hopefully you can recount your story of you started a game completely online and how to set up a group. So yes. I'll ask you that in just a second. But you know, you need to support these stores just like any retail. Um, and um, you know, in our case, uh, the store is set up. There's a back room, there's a front room, and then there's a couple of private rooms um, uh, where you can rent them. And you know, we're fortunately of, of means enough where spending twenty dollars to have your own private room. Uh, so you're not listening to the cacophony of sound of like in some other places where they have large rooms yeah. makes a huge difference. It's it's night and day. Um, so I certainly, you know, my first non spellcasted suggestion will be support your local areas, even if it's a dollar more for the figurine or mm-hmm. eighty cents more Definitely. for a dice or a couple of bucks more for a book, because um, you're basically uh, they're giving you a way to play in a open quotes. 
safe space, you know, because you're not having That's to funny. bring people into your house. So, Bob, uh, sure. we were talking uh, about um, your group because it's very interesting how you went another route. Obviously, Dan was looking for local players and kind of started that way and then used the internet. Um, tell us how you got your group going. Um, well, I was, it, it, again, I, I had started and had all this thing and realized I didn't have any players. Um, and was looking online uh, on a site, and all of a sudden I ran across something that said this person posted that they wanted to play but didn't have anybody to play with, didn't know how to roll up a character. Could anybody help them roll up a character? So, of course, I was like, well, I, I can help with that, you know. So started talking to this person, and, and she was very interested and had a very specific what she wanted to do. So we walked through the whole character creation thing, and here I go with the hands. Um, that's, so that's it, so okay. it happens. It, 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 it's radio it's, it's fine. the New York, the it's New, New York, York in me. That's like New York. Um, so uh, we set it all up, and she had this character, and that was great. And then she goes, "Well, if I can, you know, now that I have a character, can we play?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, you know, I, I can DM and." You know, in talking, discovered that she was six hours ahead of me in, yes, Ger- in you, Germany. She's wow. German. Yeah. And she's German, apparently. And wow. she's German. She's, yeah, and English in is Germany her second. And German. Yeah, go, go figure, figure. How, how that works. <laughs> it's um, craziness. And, and she doesn't speak English. You told me she doesn't speak English. I was like, well, well, well not her wait, first language. No, actually, no. she speaks English better than most people I know. Oh, oh okay. Um, yeah, it's it. not her primary language. It's not her first language. Right. Yeah. So... Uh, Every once in a while, we have to go back and forth. Like, what was what was the big one? Oh, Tinderbox. She, we were talking about having, you know, having a Tinderbox, and she was like, "Okay, I need a, I need an explanation." And 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 that happens every once in a while. But like I said, so uh, was that Flamen striking books? I, I'm not. I'm <laughs> actually, it doesn't. Tra- actually, the translation comes out Tinderbox, yeah. which still didn't mean anything to her. So we still just because you know those Ger- they make those know, words up. They make up the words in German, but I thought uh, that was pretty good. Flaming yeah, she's tried to teach me some German, and that hasn't worked out real well. Uh, the uh, so she's like, okay, I'm like, okay, well, you know, we should have more than one person, and she's like, okay, well, you know, I'll if I get people, will you DM? And I'm like. I don't know how we're going to do this, but sure, you know. So uh, four days later, she's you know sending me a text message going, I got I got four other players. Um, there's a little bit of an issue. One of them's in Texas. I'm in Germany. You're in Florida, and then we had two other. Oh, one of them's in Ontario, and then we had two other people at that point. One was one was in England. He didn't last very long, and so it was like oh, so. The internet is great for getting people together, but then it adds extra dimensions of how do you time a game where you have six different time zones, you know, you're, you're across six different time zones. So noon for me is six o'clock her time, and it was like, okay, well, you know, that's, that's been our biggest problem other than... I have to work this weekend and stuff like that that we never ran into when yeah. we were 13. You know, don't yeah, it's hard to bring out a time when you're within the same time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Across um, the globe. Yeah, so um, that's actually... Um, we had Nobody had ever played before. Um, actually, the group we created was called Bob and His Beginners. And uh, we've recently changed the name to Bob and His Intermediates because they feel that they oh. graduated they graduated from some so, basics. So you did an evaluation of that? Um, actually, no. She just changed the name of the group and then told us she was changing it, oh. which was fine because I consider it her group. But, you know. Um, so the biggest thing has been uh, being able to meet on a consistent basis. Right. And, and that's just life oh, yeah. now. 
Is this a phone? No, actually, that's oh, my tablet. Okay. This is my the, god. Yeah, they're no. getting big. Yeah, I, I know, know people can't see that only if you're watching. <laughs> you're I'm watching, like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's been in your pocket. I'm sorry. Oh. I no, no, no. That's fine. Actually, you're not the first person to have asked me that this week. Because <laughs> they keep getting. They are getting bigger. Okay. They are getting bigger. I think it's supposed to get smaller. Uh, okay. But they did. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and but what I did is I, I brought the tablet because this has been the biggest uh, plus. Because what we do is we communicate by Skype, mm-hmm. so we all have. Well, one of one of my users doesn't have he, he, the Texas player um, lost all of his electronics in a. Um, I forget what it was. Something happened and everything went dead, mm-hmm. and so the only thing he has is his phone. But he's been able to stay in the group because we, you know, we're not on six different. I know a lot of play, a lot of thing, people that I talk to who play online are on. I'm gonna roll twenty or or you know. Yeah, we'll talk about the different you know all yeah. the different places. Um, the reason, the fact that we only use Skype, it has allowed him to stay on because he couldn't be on multiple locations at the same time. We kind of do a um, an on your honor process for dice rolling. Um, I t- I've told I tell the, I remind everybody that you know if you if you suddenly roll six 19s in a row plus a twenty we're gonna start I'm gonna want to start seeing these things on camera but you know every once in a while you hear you know six four you know one mm-hmm. so the group has been it it I actually ended up with a really good group of people and I guess and that goes back to the you know you, you're not inviting these people into your home because you don't know them and stuff like that and. You know, you, you like anything on the internet. You you know, you know you know you don't use last names and you don't use the, you know identifiable stuff. And then slowly over time, so we shouldn't say Bob Jones, right? Now. Right, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you live at two two six eight, yeah, exactly. Right, or Van Gormansky. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, because there's so many of them. Well, you're in you're infamous yeah. though. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> People were calling you out at GaryCon. That's true. Really? Yeah, so I was at GaryCon. I was talking to these guys. I've gone into this game with them. A real fun game, and and. They came by my table and I, I talked to them and they saw my nature. They go, "You're Dan Gormansky," <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, it's the podcast! It's, it's, I'm becoming famous. They know the podcast." That's cool. And I'm like, "Yes, I'm Dan Gormansky." They're like, "Oh," I'm like, "Yeah, how do you know Dan Gormansky?" And like, "Oh." Vic Dorso in his game here, he had a character named Dan Gormansky. So this guy, oh. guys, wah, wah. In so it own. wasn't, yeah, so it wasn't. Like, but we are known in Gary Cobb. So, yes. yeah. So uh, anyway, so but that's, I mean, yeah. that's how it's gone. And again, the only problem, the biggest problem we have now is, you know, are we going to play this week? So I'm usually the leader of the thing, and I send out the email to the group on Tuesday that, or the, 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 the kick that says, okay, everybody check your calendars. Um, we've kind of come down to it's either a Saturday or a Sunday because again because of the time difference, um, and then you know does it work this week? And then if not, we just push it off till you know okay well we'll start this process again next week. Yeah, and I think um, you know so for me, uh, my background is again I had gone in, in hiatus for a number of years, and when my children started getting old enough where they could play, I pulled out some of the games and uh, probably. On and off for a number of years, probably like the first time was in 2002 or three, when my now older children were about nine or ten and had limited things. They had some sample starter sets. I still have some of them that made it a little quicker to to play a game. But um, 
then as my kids got older and uh, the more interest, eventually I started saying, well, there's got to be a group around here. And I just, and this was like two months after you had started uh, the group, because mm-hmm. right? I oh. think I started in July. And I just typed in, uh, you know, games and it eventually led me to meet up. And then I'm like, oh, there's a place right here. And um, so there are people out there. You just need to get together. And uh, my internet experience is... Uh, you know, some of my original people I play with was my family. I have a cousin who lives in St. Pete. My oldest son uh, lives in, in the West Florida as well. And, you know, it's want to play with them. So because, again, it's it's an opportunity for your family if, if they're used to doing that. Uh, so my son and I stay here. And, um, and actually, this is the uh, Studio B. And... Uh, and so we play in here, and we'll do Skype, and we'll use Roll20, which is a virtual tabletop. So Roll20, Fantasy Grounds, um, there's other ones D&D like that. Beyond. D&D Beyond, thank you. Uh, those are what are called fantasy uh, virtual tabletops. And what they allow you to do is simulate the activities that you would have on a tabletop. And depending on how much effort and work you want to put into it. it and money. And money. money. There's yeah. money. Yeah. Some are free. Um, and some are very expensive, but they also provide you a lot of tools to streamline and present the material. You don't have to do as much prep work because all these artwork and the modules and all the pre things are in there and you can share it. So we use a combination of, uh, a virtual tabletop and Skype and, um, you know, we would play, we don't play as much as we used to, uh, just because same thing for time constraint, even though we're in the same time zone, <laughs> schedules are, are always, are always difficult to that. So, um, so Dan, you've been running this group for two, over two, close to two years and Bob's run it. So what works? What has been a thing that you felt? And I'll start with Bob. What are the things that you were, uh, so, uh, actually very pleased of how this thing was working? Um, again, I think it goes back to I lucked out with the people that Leo re- recruited um, really want to play and are very much, based on the way we play, are very much theater of the mind people, um, which is, going back to the 80s, the only thing we had. So that's my experience as a player and a dungeon master is, you know, you create it in the brain uh, and that's the only thing you have because you didn't have all the, the uh, tech that you have now. Um, so I've gotten very lucky there that they're all of a similar process. Okay. Um, That's great. Yeah. So, Dan, what about you? Well, I think what's what surprised me is the amount of players that are out there that, that we've been able to get who want to play first edition. I mean, we were just talking about it before uh, the podcast here, how you had, what, you had 12 players last night, right, in your, in your game, which is an enormous, right, yeah. exactly, an enormous amount. I'm, I'm rubbing my head, only because uh, um, I'm shocked. I'm like, why are people showing up this many? It's well, I know, but that's a whole other thing. Well, <laughs> well I, again, because, like, you know, it's, it's, it's managed chaos. We had guest people, we had uh, someone with their spouse, someone with their son, so Cats. I... Right, so it's, I feel like a shelter. I feel like the, the shelter, the rescue for D and D players. Right. <laughs> oh, you have someone. Come on. No, I, I just, I can't turn anyone. My away. cousin's in town. Can you? Right. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, family. Well, I think the key there is that um, the the deal is that with the turnover, like you said, you know, there's none of the original players other than you and Edward left. Yeah. With it, and we're only the, sort of left. Right. Well, yeah, and then. Um, you know, a whole of the whole process of come on, you know, come on, come all, because that way as people rotate through, um, I guess the biggest concern I have with my group is that you know one or two people, and there's only 
five total, including myself, are going to come back one day and say, well, you know, I can't play anymore. And we're in the middle of, and I'll say it, I had created a personal, I had created my own adventure and thought it was going to take, I think I told you, I thought that that was going to take like six or seven hours. Um, we celebrated our first anniversary in February and we're still in the dungeon. <laughs> okay. Of the first adventure that I thought was going to take, you know. Right. So, so the biggest concern is if, if I had turnover, I don't have the ability to say, you suddenly wake up in the city or, you know, one of those, one of, you know, you wake up and it was a dream kind of thing or, or all of the bad cliches that we've all, you know, run into for adding new people. Yeah, I had to um, do that yesterday. And there's no, with my, with my adventure, there's no way to do that. So I'm really trying to hope that we get to the, the end of it where we can go back to a town because I have other people who want to play, but I haven't been able to add them. Well, and, and you know, it, it comes Sorry. down to, no, no, it's fine. I think, um, because that's one of the things that's a challenge. But so, Dan, what what works from your perspective? What was what did you were surprised how well it worked? You know, starting your group and yeah. Well, I need to go back. You know, what I was most surprised with with was how easy it was to find players who wanted to play first edition. Now, as I mentioned, it was also hard work. So it's a little bit of both. You got to put the effort into it. So what I would recommend for people who want to play first edition. Don't think, oh, no one plays first edition anymore. I'll never have a group. I might as well go to fifth. Like, if you want to play fifth, that's great. Go for it. But if you really have your heart set on playing first edition, I, I suggest that you consider starting a meetup group. Then, you know, call it first edition. Put first edition in the Somewhere name. in the title. In the title. Because you don't want to be too vague about it. I wouldn't just call it, you know, Fargo role-playing role group. Right. Like yeah, yeah. If you really care about first edition... Put first edition in the title. You've got a bunch of categories that you can pick from to label your group. And I think you can do as many as you want. I've got like, we have like 30 or something. Like that, yeah. I've even made up some. You can make up some. I've got like old school renaissance, old school revival in there. And so when people search for it, if, if, if you have that label, then your group will pop up. So, so start, I would just recommend. You're fine. You're start, okay. start, yeah, I can see. Start, start, start a first edition. Start a meetup site. I mean, I think you can cancel at any time, right? I mean, it's not like these old cell phone plans. I think you can probably cancel at any time. Start a meetup group. For, put first edition in the title. Um, I would set a game. I mean, I'm repeating a lot of things I've already said. Set a game. Set it a month out. Don't just say, oh. I'm not a big fan of, well, I'll wait till I've got enough people and we'll talk about it and then we'll like maybe schedule a session to schedule a session. I think you just, okay, a month from now, we're going to run again. Look, the reality is if you want to start a first edition group and you don't have anyone around that you know of, I think you're going to have to DM at first. It's just, I mean, that's what, Ed, that's what, you guys that's what we did. Right. I mean, I wasn't thrilled about it, but I'm like, you know, it would be sort of like... I'm not going to invite myself over to somebody else's house for them to cook dinner, right? If I'm going to have a party, I need to basically host the thing. And so we we said, month out, we said, okay, we we got a game, and uh, that's what I would do. And what I was, and, and as I mentioned, you know, go to other meetup sites and look for gaming sites and look for players and send them. I mean, I can tell you, I spend. I would spend upwards of several hours in a day just sending, you know, messages to people on other Orlando gaming sites saying, "Hey, you interested in playing First Edition?" and with a link. And so it does take that. It, it does take effort in that respect. But if you put in that effort, 
you'd be, I think you'd be surprised probably how many people end up being interested. Now, I know we're in Orlando, so, you know, we, we have a fairly large population. Right. I understand Fargo is going to be a little bit more difficult, for example. But we've now, I mean, you've got, you've got 12, 13, I mean, if everyone shows up, you look like you have 13 players showing up. Right. We have another group being run by John DM, which, you know, and so that's two groups. At one point in time, we had three groups. Now, I know that we've got many players that are playing in multiple groups. But that's still, I think that's a lot of people within just, when you think about it, within just two, within, not even two years. I mean, I think, I think a year in, we had three right. separate groups being, uh, going. So kind of ebbs, ebbs and flows, but we, you know, there's, there's probably a core, um, probably in our case, 10, 12 to 20 people who would actively play. Uh, consistently with the groups we have, and I, pr- I would say there's probably at least ten or twenty more who are not playing because of the things we talked about. The schedule is bad, or um, and that's typically the thing. You know, yeah. Because again, the, the DM starts it all. I'm going to play on Thursday. Well, I can't play Thursday. So you know, as soon as you say something, it eliminates everything. Or the frequency of it. Uh, someone wants to play weekly, and the DM only wants to play monthly. The DM wants to play every other week. Someone can only go monthly, and so it's. I think that's you know that's what doesn't work is the same challenges that normal groups have. Whether it's your friends or whatever, as people have gotten older, um, they're harder to wrangle because they have other things. So let's switch into what doesn't. We did mention the fact that um, you get a lot of turnover. Um, folks may not be as invested because there's a lot of try before you buy kind of things, which is fine too. So you have to be willing to. Um, deal with a whole wide, even though they're first edition, you think they have this kind of, uh, they know what they're getting. You, we've had a number of people who are new, and some of them are, you know, or they haven't played in a while, and they had their version of play that they remember. Um, so, Bob, you know, what are the, you mentioned about the time zones, because you have an international thing. What are the, uh, have you had technical challenges? And oh, you yes. Mentioned, that- you mentioned, you know, kind of keeping it at a very base level, but you've tried other things, and what are the pros and cons to that? Um, th- one of the biggest things is to always be, I mean, the I, for doing anything like that, you want to always be there a couple minutes early to make sure everybody's audio is working, everybody's video is working, um, you know, things like that. Because we've had that problem where, uh, you know, the person next door, one of the players suddenly steals all the bandwidth and... and um, they've done that. We've gone down to a point where I'm the DM is usually the only person on camera at all times, um, and everybody else listens so to save bandwidth for some of the players and things like that. Um, so they have to share. Is it because it, well, no, it, it 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 seems to be that if more than two or three of us are running okay. video at the same time, so especially the, the the guy with his cell phone, he. He, you know, he just kind of disappears and stuff. Um, because he's having to send and transmit so much. So much. Gotcha. So you have to, and at least that's my assumption, kind of uh, not being able to troubleshoot his equipment. But um, Yeah, please fly to Texas and look. We'll yes, exactly. Uh, you know, if he wants to fly me to Texas, I'll be more than happy to reset up his computers. Um, but that was the biggest one, getting the audio right. Um, Every once in a while, you know, you get the fun things where somebody's dog or somebody's kid or somebody's spouse, you know, walks through not realizing everyone's on camera, you know, that kind of thing. 
So uh, that that's interesting. That was nothing I'd ever run into before playing playing around a table. You know, you don't normally have the cat walk across. Um, but I mean, that's there's, norm, there's, that's there's, there's normal a, stuff. You, yeah. you clearly never war gamed. Yeah. You play a war <laughs> oh, game. Yeah, yeah. The cat true. will yeah. jump on this. Risk, table, yeah, so yeah, risk yeah. where they knock over the board. <laughs> yeah, or your mother will say, "Yes, yeah, <laughs> dinner time." Dinner you time. Just set up all the things. Uh, and, yeah, you found uh, it. that was a problem I had with war gaming. Is by the time I'd set up all of the starting counters. I was it was like three hours. I was done. We, and you like, couldn't take yeah. pictures of it. I mean, it wasn't no, easy to take right. pictures now back you then. Take you had to send it off and have it. You know, yeah. you know God, we're, you know, anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's been the, the thing is that you have to leave time for, you know, technical things. Um, one of my players in particular is a, um, you know, we said it was 1 o'clock. It's 1 o'clock. We should be playing. Okay. He's on uh, break time. Like yeah. He's, he's very much... Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. He keeps us focused really well. Because, of course, when we only get to talk every right. two or three weeks as a group, you know, how's everybody doing? How's everybody's dogs and family and stuff like that? And you get pulled away from, from gaming, even though they love, in my humble, non-biased opinion, even though they love my DMing and my game, they, you know, we still get pulled Clearly, up. people are... Going Stuff out of like time that. zones, they're like, I, yeah. I could go to the Bach Festival. No, I'm yeah. sitting in a bar. Right. Yeah, I could be yeah. On, a, on a scratchy yeah. thing. Actually, it's f- funny you say that because I was and I was telling James before that one of my one of the players uh, works nights, so every once in a while he'll pop in, and you know he'll have a bigger coffee pot in front of him than I do now, and he'll say, I haven't been to sleep in you know 17 hours, so if you hear snoring from my mm-hmm. end, it you know wake somebody send a you know and wake me up. Because he's not only is he in a different time zone, but he's on a different um, schedule. But he wants to play, boy. He, when he gets into his dwarf character, mm. watch out. So, and I think you know, there's a uh, internet term AFK, which is something that you have you have to deal with. Unlike the table, meaning away from keyboard. I, it, it reminds me when I've played with my relatives uh, and other folks through the online process. That's kind of like watching a movie at home versus going to the theater. When you're at the theater, mm-hmm. the, the movie's starting. You, it doesn't stop for right. you here. Oh, I want to go to the bathroom. Oh, like, oh I got to make popcorn and I got to do this and I got to do that. And you're running around, and, and the two hour movie comes a three and a half hour movie because the phone rings and you pick it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll just be five minutes and then you pause it. Um, uh, you, you, and, and that's what happens. So you've got, when you multiply players mm-hmm. and they're in exactly. their own house, and all of a sudden, you look up. That's why I prefer having a camera because you look. You'll be like, "Okay, Joe, what do you do?" Joe, 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 mm-hmm. you there? We have no idea, right? And you know, it's interesting because they're staring at their webcam. So you, if you watch them, they're, they're basically staring at you. You know, like, are they moving? Is the internet working? I was gonna say, and that's when you realized you lost the feed, and that's a picture from 15 minutes ago. Right. You know? They haven't, you, they haven't been talk, they haven't been with you for 15 minutes, but they, you see this picture of them. Oh, I thought it was like they put the cardboard cut out well, to like go do some other, something yeah. else, but mm-hmm. okay. Well, they say I'll be right back, and yeah. they and they disappear. Right. So, um, you know, that accessibility, mm-hmm. and I think that bleeds into the game where we talk about the commitment level is that. Um, same thing. People don't have. I think most people are very courteous. Um, they'll let people know, and then life happens. You know, the day before. Right. Um, but that makes it a challenge when fifteen you, minutes before. Yeah, or, 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 or they don't show up. You know, especially if. The, but you know, the people I have now, all you know, cast of thousands, they will usually let me know if they're not going to be there. But <laughs> you wish some wouldn't show up. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, one one didn't, and because I would have had thirteen players, and that's just you know, then it becomes unpleasant for. Um, 
you know, I don't really mind it. it it's as long as everyone's kind of on the same yeah. page and, and you keep them, you keep them moving. We'll talk about how to manage large groups, but, um, but that's the issue. If you had five players to scheduled, uh, it, and they're not all consistent, you know, you may lose two and all of a sudden you got two players or three players yeah. for that session. And then it's, then it's hard, um, uh, because if they're not your friends yet, they're there to play Dungeons and Dragons. If it was a situation where your friends were playing, let's say there's two others, Nate and Chuck, we'd be like, oh, well, let's play something else. We could play Catan or play some other board game or roll something else. We would because we wanted to spend time with each other. If they're strangers, uh, they came to show up for that, and they don't have enough uh, people there. So, um, you know, to me, that's part of the thing that what doesn't work is. You know, you're not going to get that same level of, at least initially, uh, it's more like Adventures League or, or these kind of pickup games, pick up games right. that uh, you do, which which is a way to start. You know, it kind of gets your fix, get your fix of fantasy role playing by starting with, hey, you're starting a group, you recruited some players, they'll wash out, and I think the disadvantage I have is I still am in that shelter mode. Where I'm collecting, rescuing people from from their uh, loneliness of playing, but you know now we have a core group of probably six or seven players who I think they're ready to take it to the next level uh, of you know as far as trying to build characters and a story, which is hard to do when every other session you may pop up with three or four people that variably show up. So, you know, we had someone's friend came and someone who was playing in, you know, Tom was playing your game, but your game's on hiatus, Lil John's thing. So he's, he's basically, he just shows up and will play any player, any character that he's the utility player. Nice. So I just, he's like, okay, we're playing this. And I had to teleport people in. You know. I'm the gnome illusionist again. Right. Yeah, here's the gnome illusionist. I was just going to go there. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> so, and one of the guys was captured, so we had to pick up a character. So, go ahead, Bob. Actually, I'm sorry. And it was funny because the first game that I showed up, I actually showed up for the other game and played a character of someone who couldn't show up that day. Mm-hmm. So, because I hadn't been to it, yeah, I hadn't been to a game yeah. yet, and stuff like that. So, and actually, it's funny, but that's how I got in, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna work, and and you know, went out and got the books and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that's very fair for new people. Uh, that's one of the things I've started to do instead of them going through the effort, and you know, it's it's an effort. We'll talk about host duties. We we'll talk a little about. It. But obviously one of the host duties is introducing new players and shepherding them. And there's work to do, especially mm-hmm. if they're coming from zero background. You know, we have someone in John's group who's going to play. Hopefully she'll show up, which would be awesome. Um, she's never played. So John can't just sit there and go, all right, here's this tome. I'm holding up the <laughs> yeah. player's handbook. Here's the player's go, handbook. Go yeah. figure it out. You have to shepherd them through it. And it's... And it's you know whether it's first edition or fifth edition, they they try to make it simple. But this idea of taking a concept if they have one and personifying it and having a character that's viable is is a challenge. So, and actually, I'm sorry, uh, I have two other people who I'm just starting off, and I came up with the first question I'm going to ask every player from now on is, um, what um, character from whatever do you see yourself playing? Do you see yourself as Aragorn? Do you see yourself as, as somebody else? And I actually had somebody come up to me the other day when I asked a question, and she said, Shrek. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, whoa, because no one's ever, yeah. you know. That's... I see myself as George Costanza. 
from. <laughs> yeah, right. So can I so make up that character? George be, what would George be? Uh, that uh, could, that, we could have a whole podcast on that. That's right. What would be what the would Seinfeld adventuring? Well, part? we had Doug play a half ogre. So that's yes, correct, that's right? true. And yeah. Half ogre was a a character class. That was that's that was when the slippery slope of when you just started to allow. And I'm still reaping the benefits of that. Oh yeah, yeah, because you put a half ogre into a first level adventure. Right. He's cleaning up. I mean, yeah, he you was guys were destroying. He was the yeah, tank. It yeah, was, yeah. I mean, it had like 26 hit points or something. I think yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was yeah, that. Yeah, it's, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that. But that. That's the question I found that I'm going to ask every new player when they come in. Who do you? Who do you imagine yourself to be, Harry Potter, Gandalf, whatever it is, so that you can kind of guide them towards, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want somebody who sees themselves as Harry Potter end up looking as a, a half-ogre tank mm-hmm. because it's not going to be what they're looking for in the game. So I think that's where, uh, you know, that's the beauty and advantage and disadvantages of having a first edition group is you kind of limit yourself to things. Mm-hmm. And if you're in an area where you don't have a lot of people and you open up, well, then you're going to get a wide group of people and so your host duties and commitments escalate. You're going to have to help people who have different experiences, or you have the flip side. Hey, Bob, I want to be in your game, and I want to run Shelgarth. And you're like, who's Shelgarth? Well, he's the same guy. He's the half-elf, half-drow, half-elf, half-tiefling, gunslinger, gunslinger, assassin, rogue, lawful evil. He's moody. And you're sitting there going... How am I going to get this into my group? You know? and, and, you know, and this is, I've got this great concept, and it's this, mm-hmm. and it's like we're playing first edition Dungeons and Dragons, or whatever. You're playing Call of Cthulhu, and I want to be, uh, you know, Sir Galahad, or whatever the case may be. So you've got, you, you have those DM issues, but you don't have the prep time because they're not your friends to deal with this. All of a sudden, show, or people will show up. We had a situation, I think, I don't know, a few months ago. Where one guy said he was showing up and he brought two friends. And it's all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, it's 15 minutes before and there's three of them there. I'm like, uh, okay. What do I do now? Yeah. yeah. So you're like, okay, roll, roll dice. And, and definitely what you want to do as the host is if you've got, uh, hopefully if you've been playing for a while, you use your other, other players and go, all right, Joe and Bob, you help those three get set up because I'm trying to get the rest mm-hmm. of them. So um, we talked about uh, you know helping new players. You have to actively recruit. That's why that's part of this uh, rescue thing I have is you know we went from we started when I started with you we had like seven or eight players consistently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then by the time I took over, there was Nick, Lane, and myself with my son. We were down to four. Yeah. And now we're back up to 12. It's just because life happens. People come and go. And if you don't have enough players, you're going to fall fall by the wayside. You're going to say something about it. I was going to say that's become the unofficial motto of the, the Skype group is life is what, to quote John Lennon, life is what hap- happens while you're busy making other plans. Yeah. Because it just, it's, again, every, every Monday or Tuesday, it's like, okay, who's going to be able to play this week? You know, that kind of thing. And let me say, and so, you know, we used to have a, a DM, a name is Sean, and I remember, you know, we were talking uh, back in the early days of, of the Gardeners Guild, and we basically agreed that we should never turn away a player. So you should never, I think if you're going to try to form a group, and let's say you only want to have five players, and you have five players, and two more people want to join... I think we would agree, would we not? Because I know, James, we've talked about this too, and, and, and you're in agreement with this, is you let them join. Because since there's going to be attrition, 
you, you, you're going to want that patent. Now, I know, you know you've got a lot of players right now, right. but you've been down to three. Right, exactly. And so there might be a point in time where you're thrilled that you you know, you know had 13 because you had some cushion if people leave. So we've always had the position is we have – I don't think we've ever said to anybody, no, the group is full. I mean I know you say things like on the site like this group is full, right. message me. But I don't know. Have you ever? I've never. I, I don't know yes, if you've ever no. said. At this no. point, I haven't turned anyone. Though at this, if anyone else asked, I would be like, you know, John's starting a game on Saturday. <laughs> well, that's wrong. Right. That's fair. So you're not really turning them away. Is you're finding a, you're a just group, shepherding them to a different group. But yeah. that, yeah, and and that's what you know. Part of that, if if you're, um, you know, I've so I've kind of helped helping Dan and Ed and everyone else and John be not only the host of my game but trying to help the group out. So. Uh, I know I don't know if Dan still does it, but I know for a long time when you had a new recruit, you would you would send someone who would join the group. You would send a message to them, oh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and um, you know because there may be DMs who want to play. Because you know part of it is I like playing and I like DMing. And right now I'm only uh, DMing. I'm glad that John's playing uh, or DMing because I'll, I'll play with him. Um, so you know I think what what helps with that is you got to actually you've got to schedule. I think initially you can be very flexible, but if you want a group to be consistent, uh, and if that's what you're looking for, you have to. If you're and you're the DM, you have to schedule. You have to. I'm going to do it every two weeks because people got to put it on their calendar. I think if you try to just do it whenever you're available, um, your group's going to fall apart. And and unless you have a huge group, and we'll talk about different ways of campaigns, but. Uh, you got to have we we play every other week. Some of my players would like to play weekly. Some of them don't want to play weekly. So they kind of pop in and out. But um, you as a DM as the host first action, then you got to find a place or you have to do it online. And um, you're the one who has to make sure the Skype issues are figured out. Yeah. And if you're using Roll Twenty, how to set up the account and to teach people all that. So it is a, a lot of work uh, initially set up. So part of that then. Is you have to enjoy being the dungeon master. You have to pl- run a game that you want to play, um, and you know. So that's we'll t- we'll talk about that. So anything about host duties that we missed as far as any other no, I think you need to be. If you do play at a local gaming shop, you do need to be prepared for times where you show well, up and there's I, no tables. Huh? Right. That, then go ahead. That's, oh. that's one I, I remember. Another. One. Yeah. It could be no tables, right? We had times yeah. where we had a or the place was closed because the air, air conditioning didn't work or something. Didn't we have to go? We had yeah, a, we went. We, yeah. So you, you do want to be aware of other gaming stores in the area. It, it didn't. Ha- it doesn't happen often, but there are occasions in which you show up and. You know, they're having, uh, you know, uh, the place we game at, I remember one time they had a Pokemon tournament or something, and they didn't know it was going to It was sort of like a flash mob. Yeah. You know, the Pokemon tournament, it it wasn't the game store's fault. roaming bands of Pokemon players, and then they just crashed the place. Yeah, and and we had not reserved a table um, on that occasion and uh, in the center room. And so, yeah, so you you do want to be prepared for stuff like that. So as the host, you do have that responsibility. For making sure that you know you're going to have room uh, at, at the gaming store, and there's organized play, you know, in other editions. So again, if you're really not desperate, I don't want to say it that way, but if you want to play, <laughs> there's organized play. Now, as a host, one of the other things that you have um, that is is a little more makes a little more nuance. Again, if, so if your position is all you who want to come to the table can play, well, now you have to deal with whoever comes to the table, and there's personality conflicts. And, you know, you, so if you've had, if you've heard the forming, norming, storming, performing kind of transition of teams, that is the downside of having this because 
you're constantly churning through getting your group stable. And, um, you know, most people, uh, you know, I have very patient folks that they know I'm going to let people in. And we deal with a lot of idiosyncrasies of folks. Um, but if it's a, if I, and I'm fortunate, I've not had a situation where long-time players or have had an issue with new-time players or something that rose up. And you better be prepared um, because even though it should be the table deals with personality issues mm-hmm. or the people, unfortunately, you're the host and man. you are the one who has to at least, uh, and if you feel there's a problem, you need to get the group involved. I know... Um, one of our other DMs was starting to have some issues with some folks and they, you know, he had to kind of tamp it down and, and then you're like, why am I doing this? You know, I'm playing doing this for fun. Why yeah. HR manager slash, uh, <laughs> event coordinator. So have you had any of those challenges, Bob, in, in this group or I, any other groups that, uh, when you have this kind of, a uh, varied, uh, attendance? No, I think, I, I think a lot of it, it has been, um, with the, with the, what I call my in real life game, um, with you guys has been, yeah, we have a lot of different personalities and we have, um, you know, it's like, oh, you know, this never would have happened back in the day because, uh, but you have to be, somebody's going to walk in and want to be a chaotic evil assassin. And how do you integrate that into a, a group that, that plays lawful? Um, Dan, you and I had a discussion about, um, you know, lawful good isn't lawful stupid and, and how difficult it is to play a, a true lawful good character, and then the first game we were playing, uh, we kept recruit. We kept ending up with all these um, people who were surrendering, and nobody knew what to you know. Nobody knew what to do with them. It was like, well, you know, you, you, and and so it comes down to different types of play, and sometimes when you get the different types of play, you get different different points. You know, you have the you have uh, the player who plays for the party, okay? The party is the most important, but it would be nice if my player succeeded. And then you have the players who, you know, I don't really give anything about the party. I need to get the next level, okay? Um, what are you saying about? And I think what are you when that, about me? Nothing, right here. You can yeah, I'm staring it. right at oh him. Right. I'm looking no, at no, him. Yeah, I know. I'm going to leave. Just say it. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of here. Um, but, you, you know, you just have to be aware of the... the, the it happens and it falls back to the DM, but I think the other players too, to to be aware that that you know you're going to run into, you know you're not friends in the outside world or you know at least initially right right you're going to uh, you're going to have different people and different play styles and different different you know what do they want to get out of it and sometimes that runs into conflict and you have you know you most people again uh, the I don't want to scare anyone off because. And you have an international group that you, yeah. that you like each other. And yeah, we've met all, a lot of people. I mean, we've had part. We've, yes. we've gotten together uh, offline. We've you know have become closer. So you meet a lot of people who have similar interests. It's a great thing, um, but you do need to be prepared for that. And and if you're if you have a certain background, what do you do? You make up rules and you set them up. So I set up rules for people. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of game we're going to play. Right. Uh, you know, we're not going to have evil parties unless everyone agrees to have an evil party. Uh, which is fine, and then you know, play paranoia. Which, by the way, we're, we're going to do some kind of paranoia. Really? Yes. I always wanted to play paranoia. Okay. Well, the day. We, I never played. But well, we will. Oh, intro- I'm there. We will bring you oh, back because yeah. we're going to do. I don't know if it'll be here or some. Because you know, one of the things we're going to do at Grogcon, uh, shameless plug, is play uh, old school games. We're not cool. just doing first edition, cool. and so. Um, I think Dan's looking at running uh, maybe Call of Cthulhu or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably run Paranoia. I so crazy. I, 
I need to start getting. And our yeah. tournament's coming up in June. Um, yeah, I don't. Do you, what happens if you start insane? I mean, because basically, well, that's true. Uh, do you well, get better? That, well, that, would be, that would be too much like real life. Right. So, do, you, you know, yeah. do you get normaler as yeah. you uh, get as you see the uh, horrors? Someone would have to tell me what normal looks like. Right. So, yeah. um, so I think having rules of of conduct and letting people understand those rules of conduct and. Um, you know, and, and part of the things I say is you can be mad at the you can be mad at the character. You can't be mad no. at the player. Right. And that's hard to do. You know, yeah. I think one of my challenges is, um, you know, I we get get up early for work. I mean, I like playing. For, I I play Friday night so I can have my entire weekend. Right. But you know, after you know, I get up at five thirty in the morning and I got to be on at six thirty to eleven. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's easy. And, you know, depending on the type of players you have, you have some players who kind of go with the flow and other ones would be like, yeah, on page 27, uh, I do recall it uh-huh. said yeah. I get a plus two and a half percent increase on that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing that. That may be another addition. No, I'm pretty sure we should stop everything now. I have 12 players or whatever. And, and, and I'm as guilty of that, too. I'll be like, no, that's not how it works. And instead of just ruling it... Um, you know, so and again, that's where that very thing is. Um, and if you're not in the right frame of mind, um, sometimes you can let you can go down the bad rabbit hole and mm-hmm. just have to kind of remind yourself this is a game. We're, we're supposed to be having fun here. Virtual, <laughs> yeah. virtual things. Um, so uh, you know, I think that's where, as the host, you have to be. Um, uh, as the DM, I mean, these are similar things you'd have with a group, but again, a lot of that is is dissipated because they're your friends. You know these folks, whereas here you should keep it as rigorous and, and possible. Um, and you just got to look at the table. You got to watch people and see what's going on. And uh, you know, if you have experience in teaching or small children or whatever, that's probably helpful. Okay, so um, you know, some of the things I, I've mentioned, the West Marches type of style of play. Did you have experience with small children? That's right. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Are you going there? Really? <laughs> no, I'm not. You said it. You said it. I You said it. I am a I, father of three children. Did I hear They are at I... some point were young. Hmm. I got one. No, no, no. Where I was going experience. was what you were suggesting that having experience with small children is helpful to being a DM. Well, that, well that's, yeah. that's where I was I, going. What did you think? I, I huh? totally agree with that statement. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what is, that's what I meant too. Right. No, that's no. I wasn't. No, it was an age thing. Oh, it yeah. was uh, no, no. It was. Uh, did you just liken? Well, D and D players. To, okay. uh, yes, I haven't. Yes, I'm I, like, you're yeah. not even like no. you're not even like that's not no no backing up. No. You're just like that's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's part of the tabletop no, experience. Is you're playing a character, and I think when what people are bringing, no matter what we like, they're bringing their life, they're bringing their things to it, they're bringing their and um, some of your best characters, some of your best players are playing characters who are frail, and some of them get really wrapped into it. Um, you know, I've got folks who are making investments in the game, both personally and... Um, so you, it's... There's some emotional thing of it. In, in, now, if you think about, though, little, back in the day, I mean, didn't we have all these issues back in playing the day? You know, so in other words, you had issues with oh, players yeah. back in the 80s and different personalities. I mean, really, if you think about it, it's not terribly different, is it? I mean... Yeah, but you self-selected with your friends. I mean, you, yeah. you, you, they were people you had some other bond with. I know if you weren't playing D&D, you would have done something else with them. 
And right. Typically, it, right. it wasn't as casual bonding that you have here. They're they're all in your neighborhood, or they came from your school, or they had something that brought you together. Here, the game brings you together. That is true. So the guy, so yeah. So if somebody shows up to my game now and they want to be, you know, the ha- the half drow, evil, whatever. You're right. If I had known them in school, and they were like, "Hey, can I join your group?" I would have been like, oh, "I'm sorry, Ruffle." That's right. Yeah, I would have been able to screen it. That's a good point. The screen it a little better. When you now, when you're doing something like meetup, right. you really don't know what yeah. kind of player is going to show up back yeah. through that. You know, it's interesting. John had an interesting comment. He believed that the the best players for a first edition group, if you're going to start one now, are people who played first edition back in the day. Now that doesn't mean you can't have new players that are quite good, but that they. They understand the amount of rules. They understand the mortality rate for the player yeah. characters, and they're more okay with it. Whereas some of the players that have never played a role-playing game before might be a little uh, surprised right. by some of that. So one E is brutal. I mean, you on you're on your fourth version of your when we when we stopped That's playing, right. you were on the fourth version of. Uh, Adolphus? No. Autus. Autus fixes. Thank you. That's yeah, right. Autus fixes. That's right. right. Forms, yeah. um, right. And, and I ran through a couple of, of yeah. uh, what was it, Average, and, yeah. and a couple of them where they were just going. Which, by the way, I, I did show Dan that his, not, that's not a terrible, I'll get back to that. There was an opportunity your average may have not been as average if we, because Gary in the player's handbook said mm-hmm. your character should be exceptional, should have 215, so you should have. Oh, really? Okay. And if, now, of course, hey, I, managed, I think I managed to get through three playing sessions with a max, with a high of a 13. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. Uh, which is technically slightly above average, right. so you should be called well, yeah. above average. But anyway, um, but yes. he's gone now, so. Yeah, the. Uh, it is. It is. There's mortality, but that's what makes you know that is that one e style, and and, I, and and I think you can do that in any game. You just have to have people prepared for that kind of game. And it's and and I'll do this real short. Is that uh, my Skype players again? They're brand new to D and D. They had most of them hadn't role played before, um, and we had happen. We had an NPC in the in the party who suddenly died. It was like he's gone, and. It completely, I don't know if it shocked them or whatever, but it completely shut down the rest of that game. It was like the whole rest of the thing, everybody was like not not saying anything. They were like, oh, wow, you know, we, we put, you know, we put all this time into this player, you know, not a lot of game time, but all this, this, you know, and, and they could go, you know, two rolls of a dice and they could be gone. And, and, and I think it, it shocked them. That, yeah. But... And I have to say, and this is something that you would never do because you don't, you know, I'm, 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 I'm okay with fudging things on occasion. Um, I kind of had the creature attack the NPC for that very reason, is mm. that I figured that if somebody was going to go down, I wanted it to be one of the, the, one of the non-player characters, yeah. you know. And I know that's probably making you, you know, shift, you know, jitter a little. Yeah, we've all done a But yeah, but but no, no. I mean, yeah, because we've had that discussion. I don't. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't fudge rolls. I don't think you should fudge rolls. But what you can do is, and I try not to fudge rolls unless it's. um, Oh, and again, back to if I'm not in the right mind. If I'm in kind of when I'm not as on it, you know, beginning of the game, you do something dumb, it and roll bad. Mm but but that's what makes it epic. The session before, 
Um, you know, and it wasn't a bad play. People were running around trying to do stuff, though they have a tendency to kind of drift. And when you got 12 players, they tend to... I can't to imagine how you handle 12, but that's just... So me. they're all running around doing their thing. They had a plan. Of course, it fell apart. And one guy got stuck here, and there was a passageway they didn't realize. And all of a sudden, he, the fifth-level fighter, is standing between a frost giant and three hill giants by himself. Ooh. And I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is it. He's toast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except, and I rolled it out front. Three, three... Three, wow. seven, you know, for four rounds, I think I hit him twice, and okay. so that made it epic because right. it's like, oh my God, he survived. You know, and they knew you weren't fudging it, right? Turning the ghouls on a, on the last That's game right. we played with that was epic. Where, where yeah, John, one of the characters was paralyzed. We figured everybody was dead. Yeah, was, I was, was about I was, to I was about to roll average the right, fourth right there. Yeah, and, and, and all of a sudden on, on one roll of a die, and I think that's one of the best things about role playing games is that you know. I assume that you know four years from now, you know, knock what passes for wood in the building. Um, you know, we're still going to be somebody going to bring up something, and it's going to be well. Remember the time when with the ghouls and they turned the ghouls on that one. You know, everybody was ready to turn up, a, and that's what makes role playing role playing and, but, and epic. Yeah, but that, as a host, you. I think you know <laughs> what what you don't want to do. <laughs> I had you a good don't, time. Right? Yeah, you don't want to when the first person that shows up. Uh, the first time they show up, you know, they only have what three hit points, and uh, we not that that would ever happen. We, we murdered them. Uh, they get murdered literally within what an hour. They get they get knocked out. They get the yeah, and yeah. so they can't pl- they can't do anything for a week. For a week. And, and which they didn't realize was the rule. I mean, because it's rough when they don't realize that's the rule. So there's yeah. good news and bad news. Right. The good news is you're still you're alive. conscious. Yeah, you're conscious. Alive. The bad news is you, you can't, can't, can't do anything. anything. So uh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. So they, you know, I I don't I don't think they lasted the session. Which, uh, but you know, part of being the host too is so there was a situation again through no fault of their own. Um, the logical thing would be that these two creatures were going to attack one of the people. And it was one who's a fairly, fairly new player, who I think from a dynamic would be good to keep around. So I could have put the hammer down. They had a special attack that I could have said, yeah, they use their special attack. And you're and done. That, no, I just had them attack oh. normally. They had their normal attack. So, okay. so I didn't fudge the rolls. I actually rolled and it did hit them, mm-hmm. but they had a thing. Um, but I didn't put the full... Right. The full full hammer down, which mm-hmm. I'm, you know, now, a because I could, I am not keeping track of hit points anymore because with twelve players, I cannot keep track yeah. of that. So I really have no idea. I mean, I've killed a couple of them. Not I killed the dice have killed it because I'm like, I think he has forty hit points. Oh, he only had fifteen, and he got hit for twenty seven or something. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that would be my suggestion. If you're starting small and you're trying to build a group and you don't want, you got to keep track of hit points. And then you can strategically say, yeah, the big bad guy is going to attack the big paladin. And, and Conveniently, the person with the best armor class and the most hit points. Right. And, and, but then, you know, if they do dumb things, <laughs> like they pick up all the evil artifact of whatever. And get struck dead right there. Right. Then that... that uh, Not that, that that would ever happen. Right. No one would ever do that. Or, you know, if there's a 14th illusion, level illusionist that's in the thing and, you know, you're running out for your dear life, uh, you know. But anyway. So... Um, reminiscing here. That's right, but, but good, the, times, good times, good times, good times. That's what makes it total party kill. Awesome. The, that was wipe, great. the wipeouts, and um, but you know you have to read your group. And again, if you have a group that 
is looking for a story arc and, and they've invested in characters, I don't say you completely take it off the table, but again, you don't have to fudge a role. You can kind of say, you know, the ogre's going to use their normal attack as opposed to their super beat down mm-hmm. uh, uh, thing like that. Or, um, you know, you can always adjudicate like they they had haste and they ran around this thing and there was a trap I'd set. The white dragon was sitting on the ledge and was going to blast them, but I gave them a higher saving throw. So... Now, if they're running around uh, uh, where there's giants and they have 10 hit points and they're running into a room without knowing, well, then, sorry, that's not the brightest thing you should do. But I, I was pretty confident they were not going to be killed by the blast, but it still brought the whole, oh, oh, crap, we just moved into a place we shouldn't be in. Yes. So, so I think some of the other things, um, you know, types of play, you mentioned theater of the mind, so you don't have to have a battle map and miniatures, and I think sometimes... Um, that is a style of play that you're going to have to decide early on. Are you going to yes. do a tactical map? There's some players, especially old school, they kind of fall into both things. They want that semi-war game thing. We use, we use. Uh, actually, we have a TV that has a plexiglass, and we have a map, and we use roll that's a, I have to, I have to experience that one time because that just seems so awesome to me. It's, it's a lot of fun, and it kind of makes the game. The part that its advantage is they don't have to map. Now, if you're one of these who wants really old school where you want to confuse them with the mapping and, you know, where the map's all jacked up and they go around in circles, you don't get that. But it does provide a little flavor. And, um, you know, I have one of my players who's, who's invested a lot of money in miniatures, and so he's just got all these cool mm-hmm. miniatures, so why not use them? Um, but then you get the tactical thing, and uh, whereas theater mind, you don't have that, and um, they're, they're, I think it's a, a, a less of a investment. You know, that's why we keep the Crown Royal bag. In, on our day, this was our miniatures, right? The big bag of dice. Yes. And, uh, you know, you may have miniatures which, for your players, but the, the ogre was the pink toy. Which stuff. dice for are you? Yeah. yeah which, how did you, people get the Crown Back in the day, because people were like 12, how did you get a Crown Royal bag? Well, we lived in New York. I was oh, going to say, there, there's certain okay. questions you don't want to answer. Okay. In New York, they, uh, I, well, we had the little Spanish deli, we called it, where my mother was like, go get a pack of cigarettes. And then they'd, I'd walk up, I'm eight years old, I need two packs of cigarettes and this. And they'd be like, here you go. Hey. So here you go. Jimmy, how are you? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like, you yeah. need some Crown Royal, too? <laughs> I take some Crown Royal. <laughs> we, and we, you know, we had the Irish bar, where as long yeah. as you weren't, you know, an idiot you could, and pay, that was... Yeah. Here's your okay cigarettes and Crown yeah. Royal. Oh, Jimmy. And, and what are you playing? A dwarf now? Where are you? What level are you? Oh, up to three? It's incredible. I remember when you were just a first level dwarf. First level dwarf. Now yeah. look at you. Look yeah. at your sprited with things. Um, so, you uh, you know, one of the things you could try it's, it's, is, is the idea of a pickup game. You know, literally announce on the store's website or put a thing saying, we're going to play first edition and just have pre-gen characters Put your put yourself in the middle of the room and have a sign saying because people have done this and they just put a sign. They've saying, done it on the street. Have you seen? There's a YouTube video. No, I, have you yeah, seen I've that? I've seen the yeah, I was do, say. It's, it's on the sidewalk oh, wow. okay. and they advertise. You know who wants to play D and D and trying to get. So yeah, you can do now. Now I think that would be hard though with first edition because what are you going to get? Is it the first edition game? You're going to get people that are like, what's first edition? Well, you would just say it's Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Oh, and then you kind of spring it on. And and that's why you give them a character. Obviously, you can dumb it down or whatever, the entry-level kind of thing, and then you can bring in the rules as needed. Yeah, and there's stories online and everything about, you know, playing with the kids and using Legos instead of, you know, if the kids are small, you know, 
the, you take a lot of some of the violence leaves, and and but some of the stories are amazing. You said you had it at Gary Con, and I just saw it on the the in the. You know, the, trying to the, turn the, the goblin. Right, right. Turn the right. Yeah, and you, you know, the the little kid talking to the goblin, going, "You don't have to be evil. You don't have to be evil. You can, you know, be, be nice. Be here, yeah. you know." Yeah. And things we never would have, I never would have thought of that playing a rhythm. I was like, "Oh, a goblin!" Right. You know? um, so it, it, well, I just have them. No, you yeah. douse them with oil and you set them on fire. Burn them. Well, yeah. first you get information out of them, then yes. you burn them. Burn them. Then, yeah. Who is the evil party? That was the question. We're yes. not evil. No, actually, you are. Yeah, we're the ones. It, Dungeons and Dragons is an entire thing of breaking and entering. Okay, the characters are basically um, breaking and entering into these people's house, into oh, these true. monsters' houses, and stealing their yeah. stuff. And no, it is true. And so I know. Now, who really wants to play a campaign where there's like a heavy injection of law? I get it. Okay, <laughs> but you know, hey, for example, my cleric. Hey, you know. Well, hey. you know. So, for example, I mean, so I remember when you got when you guys. I took you through the Tower of Xanapus, right? An old, it was and that's in the, the old home basic, basic module that comes with it. Exactly. And you guys ended up, you know, at the end in this tower, and you killed the baddie or whatever. And you're like, okay, we've got a tower now. Yes. And I was like, well, wait a second. What do and you mean you have a tower and now? And a gorilla. Yeah, and there's there's going to be an executor of the estate. If there's no will, it'll be an administrator. They're going to have this is an asset. There could be creditors. Be, you don't just take but this that's house. Your background. This tower. That's, that's, that's your background. I never would have thought of those things. I know. But Obviously, because I wanted but, but, to take but, but, the tower. Yeah. But to your point, if it's exactly. in breaking and entering, I mean, yes. you know, especially if you are lawful, mm-hmm. you're not supposed you know, you don't just well, but that, but take what stuff. what is the law? Maybe it's the law of acquisition. Maybe it's the law. Of uh, uh, squatters' rights. You well, know, we were in the city state of the Invincible Overlord, and you know the Overlord is going to have some serious laws, right? I mean, it's not going to be chaos and just whatever. I mean, there's going to be. Except where our party was involved. Except your yeah, party. But so I guess. The, but, but no, so you, I'm sorry. You were mine when you said it's a game of breaking and entering. Yeah. It's, mine. it's basically if, if, I, if, if I can push you down and take your treasure, that's what I will. Take your toys, but yeah. and I think that's another way you can volunteer. Um, you know, get involved. So if you're sitting on the sidelines, you're not playing. Um, there's really no reason in this day and age to play. It may not it may be a, a, a thing that may not be exactly what you were looking for, but you can get to there if you're willing to put the effort. Anything it that, may not be what you remember, but right. And, and make, well, make that's new, that, make new memories. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, you know expectation versus nostalgia kind of mm-hmm. thing. So um, we talked some about the tools uh, that you can use to either run a game or do this. We talked about Meetup. You could use Facebook to start a group. You can use Discord. Um, so you use Meetup. Yeah, and there's yeah Facebook. We should mention Reddit. Yeah, and Facebook has like RPG connection. I mean, there are Facebook and like old school group finder. Mm-hmm. So if you're not on Facebook, so I'm only on Facebook really for these groups. I'm not on Facebook to you know sh- to let people know where I've been on vacation stuff like that. So are you going on vacation? Would you like to announce that, uh-huh. what your dates are and where you'll be? And yeah, so you can come around my house. Anyone will be at your I house. can break yeah, and enter. Right. I can break and enter. Exactly. Exactly. We, we uh-huh. can do lifestyle, lifestyle Dungeons and Dragons. No. Um, so, yeah, so Facebook. So if you're not on Facebook, I encourage you, you know, if you can sign up face on to Facebook. You don't have to use your real name, and you can just use it then to just join some of these first edition Pages, um, RPG Connection, Old School Group Finder, and you can just post, hey, I'm here in Orlando, Florida looking for this game, and, and so that's another way too. But I, as I mentioned, I, I felt Meetup 
was the most effective of all the ways to find. Yeah, it. I mean, obviously, the you want to get to things where other people will see it. So yeah, right. that's right. And Google seems to pick up those things. You know, if we put AD&D in Google and, and Orlando, we're like one of the top things that comes mm-hmm. up our meetup. So congratulations to that. Now, running a game on the internet. Um, so, Bob, you've tried a, def- a number of tools. Maybe you can give us, you know, you, what you found was the best for your group. And, you know, if there's other groups, what would be advanced? So what are the tools that you've used? Um, we use Roll20, um, mostly for dice. I tried to go in and set up all the, the tokens and the rooms and everything else. And it just got to be way too much. Um, and uh, we've used other dice rollers, and and the the biggest thing is again, my I got lucky in that the group is all theater of the mind, which is um, the only way the only way that my group would work because we don't have extra cameras pointing at a tactical map, and we don't have miniatures and things like that. And you don't have to have like I mean, there's prof- basically professional people who play D and D. And again, I'm not a huge. I wish I'd known that I, growing up. I, I, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, but we'd, at least I'd have to have more talent. Don't compare mm-hmm. yourself to those kind He's, of. Events. Oh yeah. You should charge that, don't you think? Thirteen players. If you that's, charge ten dollars a pop, that's one hundred thirty bucks a day. If night. I wanted to reduce the group, if I charge ten dollars a pop, I would definitely have less people. Yeah. yeah. All right, but you should, you should buy. You should make some money. I, I, I want to make money. Right. What? I don't want to make money at okay. this. Obviously, uh, you and I do this for for reasons we're not sure about. There's some money. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you know you could start charging. You can, See how I do? You could be yeah. my promoter. No, you <laughs> can promote. That's a recommendation. Start a meeting group. Five percent. Yeah, you get five percent finders per game. That's right. Per yeah. minute. Per, per minute. Right. That'll I, keep them. That'll keep them focused. That's true. Not I, a lot of arguing. Not a lot of dawdling. I like that. Yeah. You should have a panel. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I actually got an email from a friend of mine from back in high school who we used to play. And there was actually, he sent a copy of this thing where there was a community center and they charge, you know, for the kids, you know, it's $10, uh, $10 for a three hour, three hour meetup, something like that up to a max. And I'm like, and, and people are making, making money. Well, some of the online, I don't know if you've seen some of the online. Yeah. Um, one of the big ones is that everybody who comes in now thinks that it's going to be uh, voiceover and character, you know. For everything that Big Bang Theory has done to help, it's also done to hurt because yeah, I'm not I'm not doing voices. You know, right. my dragons are not going to sound like uh, uh, Christopher Plummer or anything like that. It's just right. you know, or Christopher Walken, or Chris, uh, Christopher. Oh, thank Smog you, Christopher was, Walken. Yeah, and who was yeah, right. uh, What's his name? Uh, Bur- uh, Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not going to be my game. It's if more, that's what you're more like Cabbage for. Patch. Yes, if that's what you're looking for, you're going to be a little. You're going to and, be and, a little you ha- and you don't have to. And that. Oh, it's interesting you bring that up because I forgot about. That that you better put that in your rules and expectations because you may get that person who shows up and they're in full regalia yeah. with the horns and they got the you know the flowing right. robes and everything else because you watch online some of these people they're they're out of there so if you have someone who's just watched the internet and all they've seen is uh, the, how role playing <laughs> is there and they yeah. and they've got the tiefling horns and they got the black and they show up with this and everyone else looks like well. They just rolled out of. They look like us. Yeah, I thought, us. I, I thought we should have like an '80s night, don't you think? Like okay. show up in like you know like a, I don't know like that know, would be a totally tubular, wouldn't it? That right, would you know, be really go retro. Exactly. Right. You know, some uh, white corduroys. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Brown corduroys. See that? See that brings up the husky corduroys. That's what I remember from the '80s. So thank you, thank you, Dan. See, some yeah. of us didn't have the mm, couldn't, couldn't shop at the yep. at the kids section, even though we're older. We went to the husky. Oh. husky. Yeah. 
waterways. Oh, but that, yeah, that, that oh, sorry. sorry. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize that was. Yeah, that. thanks. I'm, I'm not bitter. Sorry. Going That's back way. to going back to the George Costanza thing. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> use roll twenty. Use Skype. Right. Use Skype. Uh, you have you tried Fantasy Grounds or I haven't tried Fantasy Grounds. Um, I did. I put a uh, when I was first playing and looking for character. Um, when um, uh, not roll twenty. Uh, D and D Beyond mm-hmm. started. I put an advertisement out there, you know, Orlando looking to play kind of thing. Um, you got to be careful of your wording. Um, the, uh, you know, <laughs> that's a whole other section. That's a whole other yeah, section. I'm, I'm sorry, I went there. Well, you know, meetup. You got to. I got to warn people about meetup. I think you will get people looking. Yeah, you will get for people role, for a different type of role playing. Yeah, yes. right. live I've, action role playing. They are looking to be paid. I believe mm-hmm. they will join your group. And Wait, I'm listening. getting paid. Yeah. I'm the DM. No, no, no. I'm no. Paid. No, you're paying me. Yeah, that could be really confusing. Like I'm ready for you. Okay, you can pay me now. No, right. you can no, pay me. No. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. So I, uh, I'm sorry. I opened that can of worms. My, my. No, but they need to know that. Yeah, I've had to ban a couple people. I've had to ban, I think, two people who who joined the group, and it was quite clear. Yeah, they yeah. were interested in something yes. else. Live action role playing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they, you're right. In a med- medieval setting. Exactly. Right. Okay. I don't know. I was really hurt that they would think that a Grognard's Guild right. was right for potential customers. Right. What, what was that, that saying about us? That they looked at us and they're like, oh, yeah. Always Those guys? Always <laughs> target rich environment. <laughs> Always <laughs> recruiting. Unfortunately, right. they were doing the same thing <laughs> for a different right. reason. Yeah. Anybody playing D&D right. in their 50s mm. or 60s, yeah. this is, yeah. Mm. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry for that detour. That's um, okay. Yeah. So just uh, I went there. There were no responses. I went to a couple other places, and and uh, I just found another one recently. RPG table, and I meant to bring. Uh, and that's international. Most of them are posted in, you know, they're, you know, and I'm like, no, I want people in my time zone, you know. But that would nothing be against my group. Yeah, but, but, but that would be interesting. I mean, I'm certainly, you know, I don't know if how sustainable that is because again, the time issues. But right. that would be. I think that's why we, this is such an interesting renaissance in that you could see how, because we talked about what con, that's what conventions do. It's it's a substitute for conventions. When you go to GaryCon, you learn different ways of playing. Yes. Oh, that's how we play. That's how that's done. Uh, now you can do it at an international level, see the cultural differences, the yes. tinderbox yeah. mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I think that's a very interesting Oh, and thing. meters versus feet. That's the other thing that I find that, right. that we've had. So the Mars la- rovers Exactly. Yeah, we missed. Yeah, we, we, we did that. We, we didn't do a conversion. Yeah. In our country, we love the gnome. The gnome is king. That's, what? Yeah. This is so strange. Yeah. Yeah, that, that country needs to be banned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, I think we've talked enough about uh, this. Uh, any other final comments related? to uh, starting a group or running a group using the internet. Uh, Dan, any other thoughts? No, I, I think I've said uh, that everything I... Bob, what about I, you? Just same things in in real life as, as you know, be flexible, be available, realize okay. that life is going to happen. Well, very good. So that wraps up a word of recall. Now we're going to go into our suggestion segment. Suggestion. And so uh, my suggestion is, is use this tool uh, that I, that's called OneNote. It's free, and I put all my campaign notes in it. You know, I think back in the day, we would have our Dungeon Master screen, and we'd have uh, um, 
three by five or a notebook, or, and that's fine. But um, you know, the challenge becomes collecting all this information. And so OneNote is a way you can collect notes and you can relate to them. And it's a free tool, and it works on your iPad, it works on your Android tablet, it works on your computer. And so um, for like the show notes for this, for like the campaign, I keep things and it synchronizes them all together, and you can relate things. Um, so it's, it's it's there's a little bit of a learning curve just to get out of the mindset that it's it's kind of this virtual notebook. But it allows you to, um, you know, as you have ideas, instead of just having this random thing of notes, you can tag things, you can organize them. Um, and I use it to keep all my uh, NPCs. I use it to keep my maps. I use it to keep uh, my rules in there. So, of course, those online, you can't see this. So, you know, here's my, I can keep the map of the thing on here. So I'll show it to the screen. That way you can't see it. Never mind. Um <laughs> You know, I can keep the characters in here. So, again, it's it's a function of how much prep time you have and how much time you want to keep organized things. And the reason you do that, in my opinion, is that um, if your players, you know, you're, you're playing, you're, you, as, as this is my opinion, Dan and I have talked about, you're DMing for, you know, 25% of your group. And you say, what do you mean by that? Well, because the rest of them... They're there for different reasons. They're there because it's a social thing or they just want to hit stuff. They don't really care about your campaign. But then you got two to three people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, they love their character. They love the world they're in. And so you're playing for them. So if you put the effort in, you want to, you want to keep that going. And you've got to – eventually it's kind of like us, whether it's Star Wars or Harry Potter – these people remember, hey, remember that merchant you, we met no. three sessions ago? We should go talk to him. And you're like, uh, what was that mm-hmm. three sessions ago? Oh, that was, that was Garcon. And, and when you can pull it up and it's the same thing in consistency, they go, oh, wow, he's really putting time into it. And unless you're pondering this all the time, you want to at least have some organization. So I use OneNote to do that. So I hope you fail your save and you go look at it if you don't, if you're looking for a way to organize yourself. So Dan, do you have a suggestion for this week? Well, my suggestion is going to be a not not surprising one. It's going to be use meetup.com. If you want to form a group and you're listening to this podcast, you're like, wow, I sure wish I could play first edition again. My suggestion is sign up on meetup, form a group, set a date and, and, you know, see if people come. And actively recruit. And actively recruit. Or always be recruiting. Now, um, you, is, is there a cost to set up the meetup? Or there not? is. And I can't remember what the cost is. But there is a cost. But, you know, um, you know what you could do is if you wanted to, you could use the meetup group to get players and then you could cancel it. So you don't have to keep the meetup page. I mean, we've kept it because we want to keep recruiting. We want to grow. Yeah. But I think most people out there listening are probably not terribly interested in forming multiple groups that they're not even playing in. They just want three or four right. other players. But you could have you could host as a, a number of groups if you wanted to as well, or is it just one group per price? Do you, what's how does that work? Well, you have it increases the amount of members. So you have a meetup group and you have a price, and that price increases based so as we've grown. I mean, this is one of the downsides. You know, we have over two hundred members. Now the reality is. We only have, well, I think you mentioned before, maybe not even maybe up to maybe 15, 16 players who are really active players. I think a lot of people like to sign up for meetup groups. So they're in a group. Yeah. It's very easy just to click it. Interesting. Yes. 
but you don't do anything. You don't, oh, they don't do anything. Yeah, so the vast majority, the overwhelming majority of our members are they're either lurking or they're just they're not even paying attention, uh, and, and that does increase the cost. What I think what you can do is you can set a limit on the amount of members as well, that it, and, and you can drop members. If people have not been active, come so. to anything in a certain amount of time, they get dropped automatically. So there's things that you can do to keep down the price. Okay. Uh, but like I said, what you might if, if you're just looking to find five other players, you could create the meetup group, try to find the players, and then you can cancel it once you find the players. Okay, great. So hopefully you'll fail that suggestion. We, we are not sponsored by Meetup, but of course if Meetup would like to sponsor us, we'd be happy yeah. to uh, – you can go to info at grogcon.com and, and uh, tell us this great partnership we can have. So Bob, what's your – do you have a suggestion for this week? Um, Skype. Um, I guess that's kind of easy, but – That's okay. Um, yeah. It, anything that gets your players in, in the virtual room at the same time that everybody – the easiest thing you can use – is the best because uh, to me, the more you start adding layer upon layer upon layer, the more problems. Um, and this, and as a tech person, this almost pains me to say: um, the more layers and things that you add onto it, the more likely you are to have something go wrong in the middle, or have somebody who can't do it, or they're on a different version of something. So start off small and add. Um, don't don't start off huge because something will always go wrong. Yeah. Okay. And it used to, there used to be Google Hangouts, but I think that's gone away now. So really, or at least some of the other online tools. So Skype is kind of ubiquitous. I mean, I think you could use FaceTime if everyone was an Apple user, but some kind of group sharing. Something that gets you all in the same place. Roll20 has it, uh, a feature of that. I think Skype works a little bit better. My experience has been, though, mm -hmm. uh, that this way you only have one platform. Um, what's your uh, as far as you have? Do you use multiple devices, so or you just use Skype for one, and then you keep your notes on another? Um, I, yeah, I when, Skype is just the the way we all get together in a. Um, um, the biggest problem that I've had is trying to get where you want to send out. Um, messages to you know how do I send out messages to one member of the party yeah um, and we all have cell phones so we you know we I've texted things to you know the dwarf notices this but the the other characters don't notice this um, we even have a kick group a sub kick group for elvish speakers so that the three the three of them that that speak elvish um, can talk so you're segregating right yeah they are they you know self they're self select right so but I never would have, one of my players already sent me a link and said, yeah, here's a group for just Elvish speakers. I'm like, wow, I never would have thought of that. You know, I send text messages every once in a while for stuff like that. We have one character who gets dream messages, so I have to type up. And that's the first two dreams I sent her. I didn't send to her on um, any kind of media. I just told her. Yeah. And then, like, last week she came back and said, well, what was that first dream? And I was like, oh. One note. Yeah, yeah. one exactly. So yeah, yeah, now and that's actually a great idea. But um, and then one of my players who has gotten really into it in DM, DMs a live group now in person, and uh, he's keeping a journal based on his character. So I actually had to go back and tell him, can you know, can you go back to this session and, and oh, okay. you know, that we, we had oh. three doors and they were three different colors, but was the red one in the middle or the blue one in the middle? And, and again, I said it was a year ago, so I didn't remember. And, and he actually had that in, in his journal. Wonderful. So it was like, yeah, you know. Well, very good. Well, we hope you uh, fail your suggestion on that because yeah. we want you to play. I mean, and part of this uh, reason we're doing the podcast is to 
try to lower the uh, bar for folks who want to start playing again or have never played. So, um, again, we are we're we're uh, GrogCon at Crucible, which is the t- uh, tournament, and I think we're meeting very soon, like today. That is uh, possible. That is possible. Yeah, we're still waiting for some confirmation, apparently. So uh, the, we're scheduled in October 11th through the 13th. October, yeah, that Crucible 8, October 11th through the 13th. Right. So if you're in the central Florida area, uh, you can go to grogcon.com. We're on YouTube. We're live stream this shenanigans uh, every every Saturday morning. We're on Twitter, at grogtalk. Our website is grogcon. Dot com and where we have our podcast, which is available on Google Play, iTunes. We're always looking for pictures and items, uh, future things you want us to talk about, guests, which you can send at info at grodcon.com. Please like and subscribe. If you're on iTunes if, and if you think, boy, people should be hearing these guys talk about Dungeons & Dragons. We need you to review. I'm sure you hear another podcast. Uh, so your call to action is... Uh, give us a rating, uh, put a thing so that Apple or Apple overlords will then suggest us to other people so uh, we can get more shenanigans. And, um, you know, you know our, our subscriptions are slowly increasing on YouTube. We have more. That's, uh, from a percentage, we're doing outstanding. From a overall, we still have some opportunities. Yeah, like, in, like since our first episode, I think we're like, what, like over like 17,000% or right. something. Right, that's right. Yeah, I think it's almost 18,000%. Right, since our, so that's, that's pretty amazing. You name another podcast that has had that kind of... I think every increase. podcast yeah, has yeah, this, had this. I wasn't going to go there, but you... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so, uh, on behalf... Uh, well, I'm James... I'm Dan. And I'm Bob. And and so thanks for listening to Grog Talk, and we'll see you next week. This is big, a pushy, a big production. All rights reserved.